Chapter 1. Oakland, California. Now. The birds have come back to the lake. And the bodies. The birds never really left completely, of course. Oakland's pretty much always had a bird sanctuary. Oldest wildlife refuge in the country, point of fact. Nobody ever believes that when I tell them, even Oaklanders. I know a bit about the lake, though, and about bodies. I still walk the lake most mornings. Gets me out and about. Keeps my old bones from getting too stiff. There's a regular crew of folks running, walking, going to work. Some of us say casual hellos to each other, the regulars. I walk along slowly, sure, but I make up in consistency what I lose in speed. Been doing it for close to 50 years now. Not sure how much longer I can keep it up. Life is a thickening haze into history at this point. But I still love the lake. Never loved the bodies. It's always a bit shocking to see a dead body, even after you've seen a few dozen. Sometimes I think it's more shocking now, since I'm closer to being a dead body myself than ever before. My associates don't like it when I talk like that, but it's true. No use avoiding the truth. Dark humor has always been in my wheelhouse. Now it's a friend, a confidant. Some friends will never leave you, though most do, especially at my age. I'm grateful the humor hasn't left me, even though, even through the hardest days. What was I? Oh, yes, bodies. I try to stay out of the business of bodies these days, though they used to be my main business. Lately, I stick with cheating spouses. Petty, white-collar thieves, that sort of thing. Most of that stuff doesn't even require much footwork these days. That's why we have the series of tubes are now, right? A few well-placed clicks, and I've got more information than I could want. It's the sifting through that takes time, and I have Darya for that. She wouldn't want me saying that, even though she's very good at it, and it's hard to teach that part of the job. She likes being out and about just as much, talking with people, which will serve her well, though the sifting is most of the job now, as I said. Still, two bodies in the lake in just two months. Even now, as the population here shifts and shimmies, folks are on edge when bodies show up in the lake. Some people call that shimmy gentrification. That's another word for fucking over poor people, which is pretty obvious if you've lived in a city for any length of time. I try not to get involved in all that. Daria says I'm lazy to not get involved. If she's in a mood, she says I'm full of white privilege or full of shit. She's probably right, but I'm too old to think about that crap now. And now I'm thinking about the bodies anyway. I figure I can do more good for Oakland thinking about bodies than I can spending time on anything else, but maybe I am just lazy. I see Frank up ahead in his usual muscle-eating spot. I think of Frank as something of an acquaintance. Since I see him most days, Frank's a seagull. Frank might be a bunch of different seagulls, I guess, but I usually see him around this spot, sitting on the edge of the lake this time of the morning, working on a mussel he's ripped from the lake, trying to get to the good stuff inside. Hi, Frank, I say to him, as I slow, briefly, to greet him. 
He looks at me for a moment, seems to recognize me. At least he recognizes I'm no threat, and he goes back to work on the muscle. Another daily ritual for both of us, ever since the muscles returned full force in the last few years to the lake. Technically, it's a tidal lagoon. As I get closer, I see maybe Frank has injured himself with blood on his beak. Maybe it's muscle blood? Do muscles bleed? He stops and looks at me again, side-eyeing me in that bird-like way, pausing from his work. I'm not going to take your food, Frank, I say as I get within a couple of feet of the bird. I do want a closer look suddenly, because if he's hurt, maybe I can let the folks at the bird sanctuary know. It is blood, glistening, a dark red against the bland yellow-white of his beak. I take another slow step toward him. Frank seems frozen now, staring at me, a bit of muscle hanging from his lower beak. Maybe it's not blood. Looks like it might be green. Maybe muck from Frank digging around at the bottom of the lake. No? Looks like blood. Huh. Dark green-red blood. I take out my phone to get a picture when Frank looks startled, and a skinny white guy running by nearly kicks him into the lake. Look out, old man. Fuck, says the runner when he's past us. Frank has flown off, flipping his quarry back into the lake. Have a nice day, douchebag, I say under my breath. When people ask me if Oakland is a safe place to live, I tell them that you really mostly have to watch out for the runners around the lake. Most people run you down and smile while they do it. I see a bit of the muck on the ground still, and take a picture of it green and red for sure. Do muscles bleed? I'll have to ask Daria later, or Google. I resume my walk, knowing I'll probably see Frank tomorrow anyway. Hope he's okay. It's nice to see the birds come back. There are fish in the lake again, now that they're letting in more water, more regularly, ever since they took out the big underwater screens linking the estuary to the lake proper. Not just gulls, either. A family of pelicans was here last year. They should be back soon. A handful of ink-black cormorants, who I see here and there around the lake, wings spread, worshipping the sun in their own little way. Egrets. It used to be that the lake had no regrets. <laughs> oh, funny old man. I'll try that one on Daria. I can kind of lose myself to the morning light, the sameness of the bustle around the lake. I know it's good for me, the walking, but... I am tired already. The lake is vaguely shaped like a mutated U with lots to do within the inside of the U. Parts of the park include places to barbecue, a playground, bocce ball, fountain, children's fairyland, a neat little miniature amusement park for little tykes, lives near the peak of one side of the U. The bird sanctuary lives in the water near the outside of the bottom of the curve, so Walking the lake takes me a good long while, an hour or so, depending on how I'm feeling. Today I'm feeling tired, walking slowly. I look up at one of the few skyscrapers on the lake. Huey Newton lived up there for a bit, up in the penthouse, during the days when the Black Panthers seemed to be everywhere in Oakland. Everywhere in the country, really. I wonder what he would think of how Oakland has changed and how it hasn't. I like to think about him up there, looking down at the town I love, keeping an eye on things. 
Wish I believed in ghosts. If I did, Newton would surely be hanging around Oakland still, doing his part. I read once that he didn't really like living in the penthouse on the lake, but his being there made a statement, and he agreed to do it for that reason. Odd to think of living in a penthouse as a sacrifice, but that man made many sacrifices, including his life. People walk and jog by this place all morning, and I'd guess few of them know any of this history. I wonder if Newton knew the history even further back. The Ohlone used to fish here when it was just a part of the larger bay before they were relocated to San Jose. I love my town. Most of its history, like most towns, are built on the on bones and blood, though. It's a good thing to remember for me as I walk. Today, I have a destination, a little coffee shop on the lake. There are about a million of them now that money's come back to Oakland. That's a benefit for me. You can learn a lot talking to baristas, customers, spending time in a cafe, listening to people talk. Today, I'm meeting Detective Harks. Knew her dad when he was a detective, when he was alive. She doesn't call me often, so I know the investigation involving the bodies must have hit a wall somehow. She knows I know things. She knows I know Oakland. She also knows I don't have much of a relationship with the Oakland PD any longer. So, she'll be buying coffee. I see her at her usual corner table, saving me a seat. She's got my drink on the table already. Chalk that up to one of the advantages to being an old man who is needed. The place has an early morning bustle about it, and I notice yet again how many more young people, really young people, dressed in business casuals seem to be sprouting up from the muck in the lake. Pop, pop, pop. More kids with 50s haircuts and electric scooters. They're mostly harmless, I suppose, but it takes getting used to. I make my way to the table invisible to most of these younger folks, and sit. That invisibility comes in handy sometimes, too. The filter that people under 40 seem to have for not seeing anybody over 40. You can't smoke in here, Walt, Hark says to me, like she always does. I take the stub of a cigar which hasn't been lit in a few days out of the corner of my mouth and set it on the edge of the table, leaving the well-chewed end hanging in space. And that is disgusting, Walt. Just disgusting. She smiles when she says it, but I know she also kind of means it. I also don't care much. I've lost track of what I do that's because of my age and what's just my lifelong rudeness. Where does the cigar fit in? I'm not sure. Yeah, well, you're not supposed to talk to cases to civilians, but here we are. I smile, too. She's one of the good ones. I take the plastic lid off the paper cup, checking the contents. To go cup. That means Harks is in a hurry for answers and doesn't just want to gab today. Do people in their 30s gab? I take a sip. Sweet, spicy chai with oat milk. Tasty. I can't believe you drink that stuff, Harks says, sipping her black coffee with 62 or so sugars. You're an old man. Can't you act like one? Well, we can't all be walking cliches all the time, Detective. Did you already eat your donut? Har, har, funny old man. I pick up a little flyer sitting on the table asking people to come out to the lake next Saturday and join the yearly vigil where local folks surround the lake 
pay respects for the people killed by police around Oakland, around the country. You organizing vigils now, Harks? Your dad would be proud. Guy was handing these out. I took one. I might go. I didn't go to the one last year. Not sure how welcome I am there, really. Well, I'll go with you if you want a non-police escort. People who know you know you belong there as much as anybody. Not everybody knows me, she laughs. I'm not some weird old man who walks the lake every morning. I have a job. Which reminds me, I say. You got another body last night, I saw. Business talk already, huh? Well, I have to finish my morning walk. And you already look like you've been here too long. And she did. Eyes darting around, nervous in a way that might just be a cop on a case, or just a police being a police, but in my experience with Harks, it's something else. Fixing her jacket lapel that didn't need fixing, brushing off slacks that didn't need brushing off, removing her glasses briefly to push her hand against her eyes as if fighting off a headache that keeps coming back. Right as usual, Nostradamus. Usually I just want to see your pretty face, but today we have another body. Her voice lowered, almost a whisper now. Found in the lake. Like the one last month. She takes a breath and sighs. She really is worn out. I really could use your help on this one. Between you and me, we have nothing to go on yet. On either of them. Have you heard anything? Oh, you mean my super-secret PI network? No. But I'll take a look and ask around, I say, and hold out my hand, palm up. She places a small thumb drive in it. Same deal, right? Destroy this. Of course, Officer Harks, I say with mock official tone, though she knows I would never get her into trouble. Her dad got me out of trouble far too often. She knows that I will always owe her, in a way, because I will always owe him. And she knows that I like to help. Mostly, though, she knows I can help. I sip my chai, glancing up at her, noticing something worrisome there that I haven't seen before. I'll take a look, Monica, don't worry. We'll figure this shit out together. We always do. And then, less seriously, I take my drink, pick up my cigar, and get up, pocketing the thumb drive. Getting tired of all these bodies ruining my morning constitutional anyway. I get a hint of a smile from her as I leave her with her coffee. The tech bro bees still buzzing around the cafe.